Cylons were back for the first time, as you'd never seen them before. That was the premise and promise of Caprica, a TV sequel prequel that expanded Battlestar Galactica into new territory, starting on this day in 2009. I'm Alexandra August, and this is your Sci-Fi Five, five minutes of science fiction history for April 21st. In 2004, Ronald D. Moore's Battlestar Galactica had become a pop culture hit, It was the sci-fi reboot we didn't know we needed, and it captured audiences with its gritty take on the Cylon War with colonial humans who fight to survive somewhere far beyond the heavens. The premise was roughly the same as the original 1978 TV series, Cylons, the robots, had destroyed all but a handful of humans lucky enough to escape the destruction of Caprica and the 11 other planetary colonies. Where Moore's take went further, though, was in character development, real-world consequences, and giving way more depth and complexity to the motivation of the Cylons. But where did the Cylons come from, exactly? As the rebooted Galactica was coming to an end, Moore decided to go deep into the Cylon backstory in a direction that likely surprised audiences, and it was designed that way on purpose, to be a total break in style, not resting on the success of its predecessor. So, on April 21st, 2009, the DVD and digital download of the Caprica pilot was released, a full nine months before the TV premiere and the rest of the series. What did audiences get with the birth of the Cylons? We'll find out after the break. On this day in 1981, Missile Command made its way onto the Atari home video game system, The manual explained that the missiles were an attack from space, not an Earth-bound Cold War threat. When the DVD dropped in April of 2009, viewers knew they were getting a backstory to the Cylons. What they didn't know was just how deep and personal the story would be. There were two families, the Greystones and the Adamas. Yes, the same Adama name you know, but in this time frame, the future Commander William Adama is just a little boy. We spend most of our time following Daniel Greystone, a brilliant scientist. The world they inhabit, Caprica, is very much like Earth, but technologically more advanced. That might have been the first tip-off to the audience that Ron Moore had decided to completely circumvent expectations. This was going to be extremely personal sci-fi storytelling, far less to do with spaceships and laser battles. Daniel Greystone's family is struck by tragedy when his little girl, Zoe, is killed in a terrorist attack. Grief-stricken, Daniel decides to keep Zoe, quote, alive, via the virtual reality simulation she had created, and then moves the virtual Zoe into the real world via a robot he had created. Yes, a Cylon, with the consciousness of the virtual Zoe Greystone. What unfolds is a story of loss, love, the desperation of connecting with a loved one who is gone. Then that gets complicated with questions about artificial intelligence, autonomy, the nature of existence, individual rights, and made more complex by the subplot about religion underlining it all. The Capricans are mostly polytheistic, but there is a cult of monotheistic believers who are so motivated by their calling that they sometimes resort to violence, just like they did in one of their terrorist attacks, the same one that killed Zoe Greystone, who happened to be a member of that very cult. See? Complicated. Fans of Battlestar Galactica who stuck with Caprica got a science fiction series that does what the genre does best, telling deeply relevant human stories in an uncommon setting. This was a show about big, challenging ideas. And then it was over. 
While the DVD had whetted audience appetites, the series took nearly a year to continue. Then, after that, 10 episodes aired before a hiatus. When the show returned, only four more were aired before cancellation. Only Canadian audiences got the rest of the season, but no more. It was one of those what-could-have-been stories for science fiction TV, but at least some Galactica fans got to witness a story that made their universe that much richer. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for April 21st. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.